Welcome to Marketing Triage, the Holdcom podcast for healthcare marketing challenges. Listen to real-life stories and practical solutions from colleagues of various healthcare institutions on how they navigate complexities and get the job done amidst intense competition and pressure to do more with less. Whether you're a seasoned marketer or just starting out, our podcast offers valuable insights to achieve success. Join us as we uncover the unique set of challenges faced by marketing professionals in healthcare and provide relief through our podcast. Sit back, relax, and tune in to Marketing Triage for real-life stories and solutions. Welcome. Our guest today is Kathleen Elmore. She is the co-founder and managing partner of Engages, which is a national healthcare consumer engagement consulting and advisory services firm. It's very interesting because Kathleen was one of the earliest pioneers in using behavioral economics as well as the latest in clinical research to create evidence-based communications on what works to drive consumer healthcare behavior. And the goal is better outcomes and lower costs, something that everyone is seeking these days. Recently, she was selected as consultant member of the first ever FDA's Patient Engagement Advisory Committee. So today, Kathleen joins us, and we're going to discuss using communications to drive and improve consumer healthcare behavior. So welcome, Kathleen. Thanks, Deb. I'm thrilled to be here. So you're at the center of what is perhaps the most challenging intersection in communications today, and that's driving and improving how consumers behave when it is directly related to their health care, because everybody in healthcare wants better outcomes and lower costs. So there's a lot at, at stake here. Um, can you give us first some insights on exactly what is at stake and, and why your clients want to change very difficult, um, something difficult like a consumer health behavior? Absolutely. Um, as you know, there is so much at stake. Um, we have a $4.3 trillion challenge in the U.S. today that we call healthcare. And that is not just, um, you know, paid for by the organizations. A lot of that is paid for by the consumers. Um, there's more and more cost sharing happening. And so what's happening today is there's real kitchen economic or kitchen table economic decisions being made. Um, do I refill that medication or do I put food on the table? And so the, the more we can drive the right behaviors to help consumers lower their own costs, the more that will help alleviate those burdens. Um, but most importantly, consumers' health is at stake. Um, we have, um, again, you know, a chronic condition. Um, we've got um, mental health epidemic. We've got a lot of things going on that we want to help um, drive the right behavior so that consumers can get more engaged and have better outcomes. So you bring a very unique approach to the work using consumer marketing data, um, evidence-based communications. Talk to us about that and how does that make the messaging more relevant and how does it inform what you do? Sure. So um, my background is pure consumer. I used to work for companies like Procter & Gamble and General Mills. I like to say I was getting you to eat when you weren't hungry and buy things you didn't need. And so I was thrilled to come to healthcare in 2005 and bring all of those methodologies, the data-driven targeting and segmentation, the behavioral science, the A-B testing to healthcare to drive healthy behaviors instead of just purchase. I landed at a company called Silverlink. Um, my role there was head of engagement sciences. And over the 12 years that I was there, 
we launched over a billion consumer interactions using A-B testing. And so very quickly peel back that onion as to what works to drive which specific populations to which specific actions. And what's fascinating is it gets exponentially complex and personal fast. And I'll give you an example. So when I was at uh, General Mills, I worked on Cheerios. And so um, on Cheerios, our target market is very narrowly defined. It's affluent moms who have brand new babies. And we only need them to do one thing. We need them to do uh, to buy Cheerios. We don't even need them to keep eating Cheerios, frankly, as long as they keep buying Cheerios. Um, now, switch that to healthcare. We have every walk of life, every demographic, education, income, ethnicity, you name it. And then we have two other classes of data that are very predictive and very um, impactful on how consumers interact with the health system and their health care. And those two classes of data are really health status. That's how I view my own health as, as compared to my peer group, as well as social determinant of health barriers. And those are things that are getting in the way for average people to actually go get, get their health taken care of. Things like transportation and food scarcity, all of those things. And so really thinking about creating messages that can actually address that complexity of the person that we're talking to, right, becomes overwhelming. And then at the same time, going to that other side of the coin of what you, I need you to do, I need you to do you know, tons of different things. I need you to uh, stay adherent on your meds, get your screenings, get your well visits, stay loyal, pay your bills, all of those things. And so as a consumer, I might be great at getting my screenings, but I'm terrible at med adherence. And so when you think about the complexity of all of those messages for all of those actions against all of those different people, right? It's no wonder that this is a challenge. Yeah, that's an ex the, perhaps the most complex consumer picture is what you just outlined. I, I like one of the things that you say it engages, which is you understand the strategies and practicalities needed to achieve consumer behavior change. I'm, I'm not sure that I hear practical used much anywhere anymore. Um, tell us what are the practicalities that are involved in all of this? Absolutely. And so uh, the first practicality I'll talk about is kind of where the consumer is in their own journey. And that's a cliche and it's overused, but it really is meaningful. And I'll give you an example. We were recognized years ago by NCQA for moving the needle on colorectal screening. Colorectal screening is a really hard measure to move and because of the prep is so um, involved, as you can imagine. Um, and so um, the way that we did that is we looked into the data and, you know, thinking about the practicality, um, we looked at where these this population, you know, was living in the journey of their own healthcare experience. And so for folks that hadn't picked a primary or ever gotten a well visit, to go ask them to go to get a colorectal screening was just noise. Um, and so for the folks that hadn't picked the primary, the message was pick your primary. If they picked the primary, but they still had never seen their doctor, the message was go see the doctor. Then if they had done both of those and they'd actually, you know, had those um, in that engagement, we could then say, go get your colorectal screening. But even then we um, personalized it by barrier, personalized it by um, where they were in terms of their own um, level of engagement, um, their health status, everything else, so that we could actually, again, help meet them where they were and take them to that next step. And I think that's, you know, I think that's on everyone's mind these days, but it's easier said than done. 
meaning your data has to be right so that you can actually have that real-time feedback of knowing what a consumer's doing and where they are so that you can then take them to that next place. Um, the other practicality I'll talk about is channel mix. Excitingly, most of us now finally have the abilities to, um, to actually use all of the channels that consumers like to communicate on, text, email, uh, mail, call, you name it. But you know, we've heard uh, big sweeping goals around, we need everybody to be digital all the time. Well, the practicality is that's probably not gonna ever happen because there are people that still prefer print, whether they feel like they wanna file it, they like the hard copy, they wanna stick it on their fridge. There's also regulatory print. Um, but even people that you know prefer text, they don't necessarily prefer text for everything. Maybe text is great for condition management because they're getting real-time dynamic um, feedback on the pollen count and they're managing asthma, but maybe they prefer email for something else. And so really thinking about the practicality in that channel mix is critical, again, to being able to think, take it from the consumer view. Um, and then the last practical, you know, practicality that I like to talk about is really um, this idea of behavioral science. There's so much behavioral science that we can use but the devil's in the details as to whether we're using it successfully or not. Um, and so, again, giving you that example of colorectal screening, um, if your barrier to going to get a screening, Deb, was fear of the prep, you hate that chalky liquid, you hate, you know, kind of losing a day and a half. Um, and my barrier was time for someone to say to me, hey, but the liquid tastes so much better these days and my barrier is time. That's just noise. And so getting really practical about that individual consumer and what they need is critical to driving behavior. Oh, those are really key differentiators. You know, I I think that if if you don't get someone, I used to say, if you don't get someone to turn their head and look at you and you send them messages, you're just hitting the back of their head. So that's exactly what you're talking about. Um, tell us, what do you think are the pillars of successful campaigns and centers of excellence? I imagine you've just outlined some of them, but Whenever you think about a campaign, are there three or four pillars that you always think about? Absolutely. So um, we here at Engages um, approach con consumer engagement really with this idea of what I call the waterline. There's all of these things happening above the waterline that consumers actually experience directly. That's your targeting and, and segmentation, your channel mix of how seamless or frankly not seamless it is, has a real impact on how consumers it's the behavioral science and the messaging. It's the um, A-B testing, all of those things. Consumers are actually you know, feeling directly. But in order to make all of that um, optimized and work, there's all this below the waterline foundational work that needs to be done. And that's your typical people process technology. Do you have the skill sets in your organization to drive consumer behavior at this level? Um, is your data puddles set up in a way that they can feed a data lake and make that accessible across the organization? Um, even stepping back, is your data standardized across your organization? We've been at a client where um, the first name was first in marketing and the first name was uh, last in clinical. And so trying to standardize data to be able to use it to drive behavior is kind of that foundational piece. There's also even knowing what your communications are. Um, we worked with a large client that had 5,000 different communications happening across the organization. And because you know it's traditionally very siloed, the right hand 
didn't always know what the left hand was doing. And so a great example of that was a, um, a regional blues plan sent out a data breach notification. And the next day, a different department sent out a consumer SAT survey, right? Coordinating those would have been, would have yielded a much, uh, a much more actual picture of where they really were in satisfaction versus hitting them right at a moment that they were highly unsatisfied. So those are the things that, you know, when we think about um, those pillars, we really look at kind of that idea of the engagement funnel, the targeting, the channel, the messaging, all of those things. And then we look at the kind of under the water of what do we have to work with? What are the technology capabilities in-house? What are the people set skills? And what kind of processes are you using to actually drive this behavior change. We're, we're doing some cool work on processes in particular, taking it from kind of that waterfall approach to much more agile approach so that we can test and learn and become much more of a rapid experimentation engine. Well, I think if we could adopt some of this across the board, we'd have much, much more successful communications. I know we, I promised you I'd keep it to 15. I, I thank you so much. You've given us a rich insight in such a brief amount of time. Um, and, and I thank you for your willingness to share it with us today. Absolutely, Deb. It was fun. Let's do it again. <laughs> Thanks so much, Kathleen. Thank you for tuning in to Marketing Triage, the Holdcom podcast for healthcare marketing challenges. To stay updated with the latest trends in healthcare marketing, subscribe to our podcast. If you have any feedback, suggestions, or would like to be a guest on our show, please contact us through our website or social media channels. We are always looking for new perspectives to share with our audience. Thanks for listening to Marketing Triage, where we provide real-life stories and practical solutions for healthcare marketing challenges.